Welcome to The Design Diaries, a podcast for creatives, freelancers, and business owners looking for candid conversations and real advice. I'm Melissa, self-taught designer turned freelancer and now studio owner, here to share my experiences and help you reach your goals. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode, and I know I say that about every single episode, but I really, really am excited for this one because I get so many questions um, in my DMs and comments and from people asking about how I started to raise my prices. And I have an episode about pricing and charging what is right for you. And in that episode, I talk a lot about Um, comfort and not pushing yourself to increase your prices or scale your services um, just because you think you need to um, and to only do so whenever you feel comfortable but that then leads to the question of okay now that I'm comfortable and I want to start increasing my prices I'm ready for it what are some tips or what are I some steps for me to accomplish this And so I figured that I would create this episode as a sort of a mini step guide into increasing your prices in a way that's going to be not as daunting. Of course, as always, these are just tips that have helped me personally. And so obviously personalize these according to your business, according to what works for you and what makes you comfortable. But I find that these tips should be pretty universal and should work for a wide range of freelancers and independent business owners. So let's just dive right into it. The first thing I would say you should do or I would recommend doing whenever you're ready to increase your prices is to update that pricing into um, some sort of like spreadsheet. So I keep a spreadsheet of what all of my services cost. And the reason why I do that is because there is some overhead associated with certain services. For example, with websites, if I work with a developer, there's a cost to that developer's services and so that profit margin is something i have to calculate and so if i raise the prices um am i changing the service at all so you know does that mean i'll need to pay the developer more to do more work or is the service the exact same but i'm just charging more because the value is greater because of experience or whatever so that's something that i like to update and calculate in my spreadsheet so is it going to be like a proportional raise where like everything is being increased so the profit's the same or is my profit increasing so that's just something to think about um, that i like to keep track of in a spreadsheet same thing with other different services like with my Bernadette package i now work with a copywriter and so i have to increase those prices accordingly because i have to accommodate for the smaller profit margin um, because i'm paying for a copywriter services so just things like that whenever you are changing your prices it's just good to keep a spreadsheet of them so that you know um, the expenses of each and also the value that you are getting out of it um, in terms of time investment and things like that So I always recommend keeping track of price increases. Um, I keep a different sheet um, or like tab in my Google Sheets for each um, quarter. So I know kind of what I was charging last quarter, what I was charging four quarters ago. And this will really help you see your growth and see how it has affected your business or your client intake, things like that, um, once you start increasing your prices. So for example, I do track how many inquiries I get. Dubsado tracks this for me or like it counts them for me so I just have to plug them in at the end of each quarter but I do keep track of that because I like to see like oh wow so I increased my prices by a lot this quarter and my client inquiries went down by like 50% that's pretty you know um, significant 
But if I booked the same percentage of um, projects, the same number of projects, then perhaps actually that price increase was good for me. So this is just good data to start collecting about your business, especially as you start to scale and offer more things. It's just good to keep track. I also like to keep track with my price increases of like what services end up being booked more. So for example, if I only raise the prices of my websites, but not my brand identity packages, um, I like to see like, does the number of websites that I book go down? And so that's something that's important to know because if the number of websites goes down, but the price per each goes up, I'm still making probably the same amount of money or potentially less. So this is something that I just like to do for my own peace of mind. I just, I'm a big spreadsheet girl. Um, I don't actually do like the very cool, intricate, impressive, like equations and functions in, in the spreadsheets. I just use them to like organize information. Um, I like to use them as more like tables than anything. So, um, Definitely not as impressive as like if I were actually using spreadsheets for their real purpose. But this is just something I really like to do. So I would consider starting something like that, or if not a spreadsheet, some sort of like notepad or just some place where you can track all of that. Um, I'm sure like a notion like board, is that what it's called? I'm sure that's works really well. You can also do it in ClickUp. So just sort of history tracking these in increases and then looking how they impact your business obviously it's not like a perfect like data correlation because you know you're changing your marketing potentially um obvious also like times of the year can impact how many clients you get at a time but it's just good information to know just to like store in your brain and potentially use later so that's the first thing i would do is to um keep track and mark, make a mark somewhere of like where you at right now. So that way, once you start to increase your prices, you can look back on it and see if anything has impacted your business that you might not notice off the top of your head. Another thing that I think is really important to do is to alert any retainer clients or any ongoing clients or clients that you promise to do work um, with later on. And so I have a couple of retainer clients and you have to make a decision on whether or not you're going to raise the prices of your services for these retainer clients or not. I personally don't um, because I find that the benefit of a retainer with me is that price increases don't affect them. And so I don't necessarily alert my retainer clients because my prices don't affect them like the increases. However, if there is a client where I said, um, oh, like come back to me in September and we'll do a website together and we didn't sign a contract, we didn't sign a proposal, then I do need to let them know like, hey, um, unfortunately, like my prices will be increasing by the time we work together on that website. Do you still want to work with me? And sometimes because this person, um, if I'd worked with them before or it because I told them to wait until September, I will offer a discount to make the transition a bit easier. But it is important though that you don't necessarily just like exempt everybody on your client roster from this price increase because otherwise you're going to be like having to adjust your packages in Dubsado for individuals. You have to keep track of who pays what, who gets what discount, and also. They can potentially refer people um, to you at that lowered price, and then when those new people come, they might be blindsided. So the hardest part, I would say, is transitioning the people who want to work with you ongoing into those increases, but if you just explain to them, like, you know, I have a greater demand and I have more experience, um, most of your clients, especially if they're like 
great clients that you have a great relationship with will understand. So I think that's something that I always try to do right away to give us people as much notice as possible. And then also if I do decide to discount anything for people that I promise work with, I do make sure to calculate that into that monthly income and make sure that discount isn't going to put me in a shaky spot in terms of income or in wages and things like that. So the third thing that I recommend doing is to of course, update your services guide. So if you have a services guide, which I always recommend that you have, or some sort of like place where potential clients go to see your prices and your packages, um, I would update that ASAP. So that way your inquiries that are coming in aren't being like blindsided in your consultation call um, because they might've seen an outdated pricing list. So I would update it immediately and make sure that that updated pricing list is um, updated on all of the different places that that link is. So for example, I use the Adobe um, InDesign share PDF function where you can like share using a link. The reason why I use that is because if you do any edits to that PDF, you can publish it to the same link. So it'll update it, but the link doesn't change because that link is in my Instagram bio. It's in my, a bunch of email workflows. It's in my Dubsado. It's in um, just so many, oh, it was in my workshops. It's really like everywhere. And so what makes it convenient is that it's just one link pasted everywhere. And I just have to update it once in InDesign and just publish it. Versus if it's like a PDF services guide, you have to re-upload that everywhere. Um, even if you like upload it to Google Drive and you like reshare that link, it's gonna be a different link. And so you, you have to make sure you're updating it everywhere, which can be kind of a pain if you accidentally forget someplace. So if it happens to not be um, that InDesign PDF like I have, just double check all of the places where it could potentially be and make sure that it's updated because the last thing that you want is for someone to potentially have gotten a hold of your old one and then you kind of have to break the news to them on your consultation call like, sorry, it's you know, a thousand or however much more expensive than they were expecting. And that can be kind of a lot for people to process in the middle of a call. So those are the three things that I would really recommend to get started with increasing your prices. In terms of executing it, um, those are like probably the most important, I would say. And if you have any questions on executing or getting the logistical part of increasing your prices down, you can totally shoot me a message. In terms of the emotional and psychological side of increasing your prices, I just wanted to tell you this, that the fact that you came to this decision, um, that you wanted to increase your prices and listen to this episode already means a lot. So I know it can be hard sometimes to know how much to increase your prices to, and you there's that uncertainty like, oh, if I increase my prices, no one's going to want to work with me anymore. I'm going to lose potential clients. Um, what if you know, my niche is just not meant to be charging this much. Um, but the fact that you've arrived at this decision means that you feel comfortable enough, at least in yourself, to be raising these prices. And I'm really, really proud of you. And I just want to say there's no actual limit on how much you can charge and how much your audience is willing to spend on your work. Um, you may think that where you're charging right now is the limit, but trust me, it's not because honestly, 
if you believe it, people will believe it and people will be willing to invest in you when you believe that you are worth investing in. So I'm really, really proud of you if you are in a spot where you're looking to increase your prices and don't worry, even though it may seem really scary, it may seem like this isn't a good idea, the fact that you have thought about it and you feel it in your gut and in your heart that you're ready means that you are. So if you have any questions, if you need a pep talk, if you need any moral support, I'm here as well as the rest of the podcast community and just shoot me a message if you need a little bit of support, if you need a little gift message, a little emoji message, and I'll be happy to send you one. But you're doing great, sweetie. I'm super proud of you and I hope you have a wonderful time increasing your prices and getting all that logistical stuff done. So that was it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Design Diaries. We'll catch you on the next episode.